Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 6, titled 6955 kHz. Uh, Yet another very, very good episode uh, that's particularly pivotal, particularly when it comes to evolving the storyline around Walternet's weapon, Walternet's machine. Now, the hook of this episode is a pretty interesting one. So, a bunch of people who are listening to these number stations, a signal goes out, they all lose their memories. All at the same time, they all get, like, collective amnesia. Don't know who they are. Don't know anything about their lives. And we have to figure out what the hell's going on and how the hell that happened. And why the hell it happened. And this is a, this is an especially creepy idea. Because, guys... Number stations actually exist. Like, this is a thing that is real in the world. Uh, there are number stations out there. We actually don't know for sure what the hell they are. Although the uh, predominant theory is that it's uh, a method of communication for foreign intelligence officers. And people do investigate these. And people have been looking into them. And people have been kind of scratching their heads over it for quite a while. So, to form an entire episode around this, and have this thing where everyone who listens to those, like, all loses their minds at the same time, all uh, gets amnesia at the same time, and to have an episode that where that is a central piece to... Building this massive, intricate lore. It's haunting. It really is. I'm not gonna lie. And it's really, really clever and amazing. And I do kind of love how they very creatively wove that in to the greater mythology of Fringe. That was great. That was a really inspired choice. Worth noting also a huge subplot for this episode Uh, Peter and Walter are still clashing over whether or not to investigate the machine. Uh, Whether or not to investigate Walternet's weapon. Peter's still saying, I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to. Walter's still saying, yes, 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 yes. Or, no, 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 no. Walter's still, like, going, no, I'm not gonna do it. It's so unsafe, and you're playing into Walternet's hands, and blur! And... We're sort of navigating that whole situation. Uh, Nina is asked by Olivia to intervene. And Nina's like, well, that's not like you to not even try. You're usually more direct with Walter. And I have a theory that Nina at this moment started to suspect that this wasn't 
our Olivia? I have a theory that this was a moment where Nina was just like, huh, you're from the other side. And then just for whatever reason didn't say anything. Like maybe she just didn't feel like getting involved. Maybe she just wanted to see how it would play out. Maybe she thought it would be more strategically valuable for her to keep doing whatever she was doing and learn more about why the hell she's on this side. Who knows? But I think, like, you could kind of see in Blair Brown's mannerisms and in her facial expressions, like, this moment of, like, a light bulb going off in her head. And I just, like, I I think she knew. I think she knew at this moment, and I think she just kept it to herself. Why did she do that? I have no idea. But I think that's what she did. Uh, But we have that great scene where Walter and Nina are smoking weed. And like, man, this generation's so serious. When when did everyone get so serious and stop uh, exploring and all that? Uh, And that scene was like just really, really great. And eventually Walter gets convinced, okay... We'll, uh, we'll investigate this, we'll investigate this, we'll investigate this. We have to figure out what it does, and we have to figure out what Walter and it's planning. But anyway, back to the number stations. So, as part of this, we're sort of dissecting this signal, and we find that it is two separate signals. The number stations, which we have no idea the origin of, and this second pulse that causes, like, instant amnesia. This devo- this pulse is then traced back to a device placed inside of a radio tower that just got broken into. And this really, like, strange floating cube thing, it's got magnets in it, and it's floating with magnets. Magnets! And we are able to get, uh, get some fingerprints off of the inside of the cube, off of the in- inner machinery of the cube, the inner mechanisms of the cube. We're able to get that. We're able to trace that to someone, but we don't really know where he is, so we're kind of just continuing to go. And also, one of the people that one of the amnesiacs, the one amnesiac that they keep talking to throughout the episode, one of the people that is listed to have been in contact with her about the number stations is... Markham! So we're visiting Markham again! And we get another Markham scene, and I love this! And this is another thing I really, really like about Markham's appearances throughout the series. At this point onward, like I said, Markham makes an appearance in every single, single season. Markham shows up in one episode every single season without exception. And they found a way... To make the Markham appearances very creative and found a way to link the Markham stuff to whatever weird thing the show's doing at the moment in very creative ways. And this is sort of the start of that where we get to see Markham, but it's alternate Olivia visiting him and not real Olivia. And she has to fake like she knows him. She has to fake like, oh, yeah, I I know this Markham guy. I, I, I know who that is. Yeah, yeah. I totally, I'm totally not 
<laughs> I'm totally not a spy from the other side at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I love that moment uh, when Peter tells Markham about the amnesiacs. Markham is like, okay, you gotta protect me. You gotta protect me now. <laughs> I want protection. What if someone tries to erase my memories? And then Markham, in one of the most important exposition dumps of the series, gives Peter a book about the first people. A a popular theory about where the number stations come from. Uh, The civilization of humans that lived millions upon millions of years ago, before dinosaurs, before cavemen, before all of that, there were the first people. This technologically advanced society, some cataclysm happened to them, they all went extinct, no traces of them were left. But, they left behind number stations. And that was like some message from the first people lingering on in the radio waves. And they discovered this machine called the Vacuum, which is, quote-unquote, the source of all creation and destruction. And... Initially, Peter and Olivia laughed this off as sort of, <laughs> how, how insane, how ridiculous. And then, Peter, uh, Peter looks at their calendar. And Peter looks at some numbers involved in it. And he notices, wait a minute. These are numbers connected to the number stations. Like, literally an exact number station broadcast was tied to this. Literally an exact number station broadcast were these exact numbers involved in this first people book. So it's connected to this, or at least the idea of this, in some way. As this happens, by the way, a second device goes off, a second pulse, uh, 20 more amnesiacs turn up, and a plane crashes with a bunch of people inside of it. So there's a bunch of people that are dead, and that's not fun. Peter's able to find, like, a replaced part that is highly regulated, so they can very, 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 very clearly trace it back to whoever did this. And it's at this moment that Olivia sort of F's off. And visits our saboteur. Yep. Olivia has been calling the shots. Alternate Olivia has been calling the shots on this operation. She is behind these signals. And it's like, hey, you screwed up. You screwed up the operation. It's okay, though. It's okay, though. We'll stop now. Uh, We don't have to hurt any more innocent people. Uh, We got their attention. We did what we had to. Uh, We don't have to do another pulse. It's fine. You're an idiot, but it's fine. And it's kind of, you know, showing that little emotion that Thomas Jerome Newton was talking about before he killed himself. Uh, And eventually, as, like, Broyles calls and is like, Hey, we found the guy. We, We know where he is. Blah, 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 blah. And a bunch of FBI people show up. Olivia fakes an altercation with this dude, shoots him, and pushes him out a window. 
and he hits the ground, bleeds Mercury, and is confirmed to be a shapeshifter. So, yeah. There's that. Uh, Olivia seems to be doing FBI stuff. Nothing suspicious here at all. Shapeshifter's uh, disc, memory disc, is completely damaged. So, like, completely totaled. We're not getting any information off of that. So, Olivia's identity is safe. But we've kind of hit a dead end on this person. But at least no more signals going out. That's good. So, at least the threat itself has been neutralized. But we still have to figure out what the hell these number stations are. And I love, 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 love this subplot of Astrid. Uh, the person who does, like, all this... Uh, linguistic stuff and does all this code stuff. The person who specializes in all of this. Just banging her head against the wall. Constantly. Like trying to figure out these number station code. Trying to figure out this number station code. And just can't figure it out. Can't figure it out. Can't figure it out. And like this is. Man this is the subplot Astrid needed. Like we get to see a whole subplot. Of Astrid being a badass in her own way. Uh, and eventually she discovers that the calendar represents, like, a cipher matrix and uh, is just, like, decoding it based on that. And she discovers that it's locations, that it all uh, translates to coordinates, like, spread throughout the world uh, of something that's buried in all these different places. And the closest one is in New Jersey. They go there. They're at the dig site. And as they're digging this one thing up, Astrid decodes the last of the coordinates. And she figures out that the last one is the location of that sound box from a few episodes back. You know, the one that if you open it, it automatically kills you. That one. And that was a piece of Walternet's machine. Which means all these other things could very well be pieces of Walternet's machine. And sure enough, they bring the thing up. They find something, and it is pieces of Walternate's machine. Yup, Walternate's machine is the vacuum. They, they found it. They found it. And all of this sort of starts to make sense. Like, so we get that moment where... Olivia goes into the typewriter room and is like, hey, they found the pieces of the device, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, her contact on the other side is like, yeah, good job, initiate phase two. So basically, they talked about this a lot over the last few episodes. Walternate's missing some pieces. Walternate doesn't know where all of his pieces are. Walternate doesn't know where everything is. 
but he knows enough to know that these number stations on our side are the locations. He knows enough to know that that is the thing. And I am guessing that he could not decode that himself to find the last few pieces. I am guessing he could not figure out that code himself. Uh, Maybe the number stations didn't exist in his world. Who knows? Whatever the reason, he needed to find the pieces of his machine, and he could only do that by forcing our fringe division to find the pieces on our side so that he could find the ones over there and he could have the coordinates over there. And so all of this, the box, the pulse and the number stations, all of it was to get fringe division interested enough so that they find the remaining pieces for Walternet. Man, it's, uh, it's something. It's absolutely something. It's an insane plan, and I love it. And then we have this excellent ending, where we flash over to the other side, and we have our Olivia uh, on a call with alternate Brandon Fayette, being like, yeah, uh, so we were going to do this test today. Uh, We're not going to do it again. Uh, We're done. We're done with those tests. Uh, we, We won't need you anymore. Uh, be on your merry way, good luck. And then the little Mr. Robot vision of Peter shows up and is like, you have to get out of here. Whatever they need from you, they have it now. You are not safe here anymore. You need to go back to the other side immediately. So, uh, it's gonna be our next episode. This is, uh, this is coming to a boil. This is coming to a bit of a boil. This Olivia, Olivia Switch deal. There's a lot happening. A lot freaking happening. Anyway, solid episode all around. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time. If you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468. And support the show, patreon.com slash thomasclark. Pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 7. Talk to you then.